0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hot Mess Podcast. I am your host, Matilda Johnson, and today we are going to get messy. You have read the title. We are going to get in some deep shit today. We're going to do some therapy together, Um, maybe cry, trying to hold it together. Um, What inspired me to do this episode, honestly, was Ms. Taylor Swift, um, which segues into our first topic of the day, which is our weekly wrap. And my favorite celebrity of the week is obviously Ms. Taylor herself because she just announced at the VMAs that she is releasing another album and it's a brand new one. So it's actually not one of her re-recordings that she's been doing, which I think is what a lot of her audience has been expecting and anticipating for her. But instead we're we're releasing, as if I'm involved in this, she's releasing a new album. It's called Midnight's. I'm so excited because if you look on Apple Music, I've done a bit of a deep dive. If you look on Apple Music, it's saying it's a rock album. And I think this is what Taylor Swift fans have been waiting for. Because if you if you know, you know, there's like this sound on TikTok. It's from one of her live shows. Where she's singing, We Are Never Getting Back Together. And it is iconic. She like goes really hardcore rock on it. She's got some great growl in her voice. Anyway, I just want to say, Miss Taylor Swift, I'm so excited. And thank you for inspiring me and bringing out another album for me to cry to. I'm really trying to keep this section brief today. So I'm just looking at like what's on my TikTok feed and it is a whole mess. Like I don't really have a specific theme right now, which is kind of fun for me. Um, One thing that is on my TikTok feed, probably like the rest of you, Corn Boy. I, I'm not really into the trend. I'm sorry. I think the original video of the kid explaining how much he loves corn adorable i love it but the song is so frustrating i don't think i've ever made it through an entire video of the corn boy trend i'm sorry i just can't i can't get into it but i also just saw this TikTok, and it's just a random one but it says we all got a donkey friend from shrek talks too much sings during sentences for no reason a little annoying but for some reason you still let them hang around and i have realized I am the donkey friend and I literally only saw this probably 10 minutes before recording and I can't stop self-analyzing and being like, I'm the donkey friend. I'm very upset about it. It's probably why I'm on a podcast because that's what donkey would do. That's what a donkey friend would do. Anyway, I just wanted to put that out into the universe. I apologize to all my friends for being the donkey friend. I hope I keep life interesting for you, but I apologize. Oh my God, guys. I'm not even joking. I just had a ladybug fly onto me. I'm not joking. I'm literally in my living room. I don't know where this came from. Is that good luck? Somebody please tell me that's good luck. Did Doja Cat manifest this as well? That's another thing that's been on my TikTok feed. Anyway, I'm really excited about that. Somebody let me know what that means. What have I been watching this week? I, okay, I finished, this goes on from last week. I did finish The Wilds on Stan and it was so good. I finished season one and two was super excited. It left me on such a cliffhanger. And then I found out that the show has been canceled and there's not a season three, so I'm not going to have any of my questions answered. So if you listened to last episode, you know that I was super enthralled by this series about a group of girls who are stranded on an island after a plane crash. And it just like makes discoveries about womanhood and female bonds and then in the second season it kind of mm, i don't know if this is a spoiler maybe i won't go into it but watch it if you want to be disappointed by knowing that there's not going to be a third season and you're not going to have any of your questions answered but i highly recommend otherwise i also started watching house of dragon uh, which I, I don't know if I should be watching it, to be honest, because I never got into Game of Thrones. Like when I was a kid, my best friend, Tom, shout out to you, Tom, love you and miss you. um He gave me like the first season or two of Game of Thrones on a USB and I was probably 13 at the time. So I started watching it, got really into it. Probably, you know, I was very naive and young at the time. Probably shouldn't have been watching it. I don't know. Um, Then my dad watched one episode and he found out I was watching it and he was like, absolutely not, took away the USB, probably crushed it, put it in the bin. I'm not sure. But, you know, now we're grown. So I'm watching House of Dragon and I feel like I understand enough of it because it is set before the time of Game of Thrones. So I feel like maybe, maybe I can get away with watching it. I'm not sure. Game of Thrones fans... Let me know if I'm watching it in the correct order, please, because otherwise I will just commit to watching all of Game of Thrones before this. So far, I'm really into it, but I also can't watch anything with Matt Smith in it without thinking of Doctor Who. So that's the only downfall for me. Like he's great in this so far, but I look at him and I'm like, you're the doctor from Doctor Who that ate custard and fries or something weird together. Don't ask me how I know that, but I do. Um, I also feel like I randomly just know a lot of random facts about the original Game of Thrones, uh, like the characters' names and what happens to each of them without actually having seen the series, because I am that person that watches YouTube videos about spoilers of shows that I haven't watched. So that's kind of helpful. Maybe I can watch House of Dragon, but so far so good. I'm a fan. But okay, so my recommendation of the week has nothing, well, actually, it does have some stuff to do with what I just discussed. And the reason I'm recommending this is because it has a lot of influence over why I've decided to discuss today's topics. So my recommendations are Taylor Swift's most recent two original albums, Folklore and Evermore. And the reason I'm recommending them is because I feel like if you're not a Taylor Swift fan, you probably haven't listened to it. But for me, like growing up, always was super into Taylor Swift albums. Like they were fun, they were flirty, they were cute. But her more recent stuff, I would say, hits you in a different way. And I think it's more poetic and insightful and relatable as an adult. And it talks so well about love and loss in a way that I don't know. I don't know if it's just me. It definitely isn't. I have a lot of friends who feel the same way. But the lyrics in her newest music, it's just like you're reading somebody's journal. And I think that's why I enjoy it because it's so personal and it's so deep. So my recommendations, please listen to Folklore and Evermore. I've always thought I was an Evermore girly, but I feel like I relate to more songs on the Folklore album. So I'm not too sure. Taylor Swift fans, this episode is definitely for you. If you're not a Taylor Swift fan, I highly recommend you listen in anyways. So you read the title. Today we are talking all about heartbreak. And I feel like when we initially think of heartbreak, we think about romantic heartbreak and how that can affect us. But today I'm going to discuss different types of heartbreak because I think there are different realms and different experiences I'm going to get deep with y'all. I'm going to talk about some of my own personal experiences of heartbreak. Some of it's messy, so we're very on brand. Um, I feel like as much as I hate to give credit to shitty experiences in my life, if it weren't for shitty experiences or really sad and heartbreaking moments, I definitely would not be the person I am. And so I think we also have to acknowledge the fact that some of the toughest and most heartbreaking moments in our lives have molded us to be the people we are. So even though it's crap, you learn to live with it and you become a better person because of it. So we're going to also talk about how we deal with heartbreak and how we move on and how we can let that experience shape us. So I would say my first major heartbreak was when my grandfather died my mum's dad. And the reason I thought about this recently, I do think about him a lot. It is coming up to the anniversary of his passing. And, you know, he had had health issues for a long time in and out of hospital. He was getting rather old. So it wasn't an unexpected death, but no matter how somebody dies, whether it's expected or unexpected, you can't, mentally and emotionally prepare yourself for how that's going to affect you and how you know it's not till it happens that you're like I'm never going to see this person ever again and I'm never going to have the conversations that I wish I could and you think about all the things that you wish you asked them about their lives and you wish you listened more when they were telling you stories about their childhood and I don't know I was just thinking about that a lot recently I was out on my hot girl walk the other day and this is why Taylor Swift comes into this okay like there is an explanation so she has this really wonderful song on her folklore album it's called Marjorie and I believe it's about her grandmother and I was just out walking enjoying the sunshine and I think it was the first time I would listened to it and really listened to it And it's about all the stuff her grandmother taught her and how, you know, what there's this lyric and she repeats it all the way through the song, what died didn't stay dead, you're alive in my head. And, you know, I guess it's just like the longing for that person to still be in your life and how you reminisce of every moment and everything they ever said to you. So that's what made me think about my pop and how I wish I had focused more on all the things he said to me. So if you're going through something, if you've recently had somebody pass or somebody very close in your life has passed and you just want to feel like somebody is relating to you, I also highly recommend listening to that song because like, it's sad, but it's also very hopeful. I was out on my walk, had a little tear up because of it, because like the sun was shining. And I was like, it's a beautiful day this song is really beautiful and really touching. And yeah, it just had me really in my feels. So that's why Taylor Swift inspired today's topic. Back to experiencing my first heartbreak with my pop though. Um, I was thinking about it and thinking about how many layers of heartbreak you go through when you lose somebody. And of course, like what I just mentioned, you realize you're never going to experience things in, I, I, get, I always get so scared that memories are going to fade of the person who I've lost in my life. And what if I can't remember every special moment? Oh, my gosh, I'm getting emotional as I talk about it. But that's like one of my biggest concerns is that I'm going to grow older and my memories of him and our relationship will fade so that for me is heartbreaking. And I maybe I'm just overthinking things, but the thought that that is a potential possibility, like that scares me, you know? Um, but being so young, when you experience a heartbreak of such as losing a grandparent, nothing really prepares you for that. Um, and you don't know what to expect. I definitely didn't. He, his funeral was the first one I ever had attended. And of course, it's not only dealing with your own heartbreak, but seeing the heartbroken people around you. I think that was the first time I'd seen all my family in the one room, all feeling the same emotions, maybe on varied levels. Some people were trying to hold it together. Some people were really, really breaking down because he was the only grandparent, you know, he was he was the last one standing, you know, and he had such a big personality and presence within our family. So it obviously affected all of us. So not only was I feeling all the emotions and heartbreak, but I also witnessed everyone else's heartbreak. And it was the first real understanding of what that was. And on top of that, I always think about my heartbreak of what if I've let him down in the way I've grown up and am I like not what he expected or wanted me to turn out like, which is ridiculous. I know he'd love me regardless. I know everyone's not as fortunate to be loved regardless of who they've become. And so I know that I have the privilege of saying my pop would have loved me. But I feel like that does play on my mind a lot, especially because I'm going to get really personal with this one, but I guess it's the whole purpose of having a podcast where we talk about The messiness of our lives. Um, I was a dancer my entire life and that was something that really strengthened my bond with my pop because he loved to jitterbug and he loved all the classics. He loved Fred and Ginger and you know all the icons of that era and he would create little videotapes of all like the classic movies that had beautiful dance scenes in it and he would make them for me and It was on like those really weird, like VCR tapes and stuff, but he put time into that and he would show me all of his favorites and stuff. And the last conversation I had with him when he was in the hospital, I'll always hold it with me. The very last thing he ever said to me was never stop dancing. And now I'm an adult. (laughs) my God, I really am getting emotional. Um, And my passion for dance has left me quite a bit um, due to a lot of different reasons. Um, and I feel like he would understand why, but a part of me, I think because I was a kid and my dream was to do it professionally. Um, I think in my mind, that's what he thought as well. It definitely isn't. He just meant never stop dancing, always have fun, that kind of thing. But in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, I've stopped dancing. This isn't what he wanted. He wanted me to follow my dreams and all this, that, and the other. And I've let him down. I know I haven't let him down deep down. I know that, but it's what connected he and I. So I always feel like the less I do it, the further away from him I am. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's how how my mind thinks about it. But what I think I've learned the most from losing somebody who had such a great impact on my childhood is that you can never take anything for granted. And I think it's also made me cherish every moment I have with every single person who I love way more. And it makes me want to converse more with the people around me and really take in what they have to say, not just be flippant in our conversations, which I think has been an important factor in learning about love, loss, and heartbreak is cherishing what I do have in the time that I have it. And another major heartbreak that I feel like we all experience, well, most people will experience at some point in their life is the loss of a pet. And I don't think people, I mean, some people get it, some people don't. I don't think everyone understands how heartbreaking it can be to lose a pet because they are a companion and They may not be verbal with you, but they've got character. They've got emotions. You can see it in their eyes. They're unconditional love, most animals at least. I mean, my parents' cat, I'm pretty sure hates me, but you know what I mean? Like My dog, for instance, she loves me no matter what. And I'm like, babe, I don't come home as much as I should to give you cuddles. And I wish I did, but she still loves me. And I know I'm going to be absolutely devastated the day she passes. And the worst thing about having a pet is that it's inevitable they're going to die before you. And it's very upsetting. Well, unless you're really, really old. But, you know, at my current age, she's unfortunately... I'm trying to prepare myself and brace myself for it now. Probably not a good idea. It's probably just giving me more anxiety. But it's something you have to be prepared for. Thinking, hmm... Unless something really tragic happens to me, God forbid, I'll have to give Winnie a really big cuddle when I see her next. And that breaks my heart because you just never know. But yeah, I think we need to remember the fact that losing a pet can be just as heartbreaking. I really think people should be able to have personal leave from work if a pet dies. Is that a thing? I don't know. It should be a thing because it's a thing when a family member dies It should be a thing if a pet dies as well because I think that can be just as heartbreaking. Okay, now we are getting into the nitty gritty. We are talking about romantic heartbreak. I'm lucky enough to admit that I have not experienced a true heartbreak from like the love of my life. I am very fortunate to say my current relationship is easily like the most loving I've experienced. That being said, I've never like... (laughs) Do I sound lame? I haven't really had like an intense relationship. A proper relationship. I don't know. Before meeting him. He's much more private um, than I am. So I'm not going to get him too involved with the podcast. But babe, love you. You're the best. Thank you for treating me well. Um But I guess but what I mean by proper relationship, I had previous high school relationships, but it was very much like puppy love, but it wasn't really Love, it was like the idea of love, lustful, I guess, holding hands, little pecks, maybe hooking up at a party, but I don't even think that was love, you know what I mean? Anyway, so we're going to get into the nitty gritty of love and loss in that aspect. Okay, I'm going to tell you a little story. <laughs> this is going to expose me and it's also going to expose this guy. Um, if he hears this, he's definitely going to know what's about him. Okay, so... In my later years of high school, Um, I was new to this school, was desperate to try and fit in with the cool club. Saying it like that makes it sound like it definitely wasn't cool. Desperate to try and fit in, Um, wanted guys to like me. I was definitely a bit of a dork before moving schools, very nerdy, and just wanted to fit in. That's the basis. Found a really great group of group of girlfriends, still besties with them to this day, but at the time I was like, you're nobody if a guy doesn't like you. You know what I mean? Ew. Did I have zero respect? Who am I? Literally. Okay. Anyways. So it was becoming more and more normal for me to get invited to parties, bitch, <laughs> I sound so lame. Prior to moving to the school, There were not many parties and if there were parties, I wasn't getting invited to them. So moving to a school and getting invited to parties, I was like, oh my God, look at me, girl, I'm thriving. But then once you're at said parties, it is kind of like, oh, you're cool if you start hooking up with guys, you know, like you'll be the talk of the town if it's like, oh my God, this girl hooked up with this guy. Oh my God. So basically hooked up with this guy at a party and then we continued to hook up for a long time. Anyways, very basic hooking up, by the way. I'm like making out, like, but not talking too much intensity here. He had a lot more experience than I did with hooking up with people um, and other sexual acts. I was a virgin at this time. I was very naive, very insecure with myself, and just I don't know, I think I didn't know what to expect when it came to sex. If you're wondering, Tilly, what does this have to do with heartbreak? I'm getting there. Trust me. So as time moved on, he and I kept seeing each other, mostly just talking up at parties, a bit flirtatious on the school grounds, if you know what I mean. You know, it's like mysterious glances at each other and being like, what did that mean? And, you know, I began to really trust him and thought that he had good intentions. And in my mind, I was kind of like moving forward I can see this turning into a relationship. I thought he was going to be my boyfriend. I wouldn't say I was in love with him, but I was like, this could be potentially where it's going. You know, Um, I was definitely in lust. I was like, oh my God, this guy likes me and he's giving me attention and he's showing he cares about me, the way he's talking to my friends about me. And I had some of his guy friends telling me about the stuff he was saying as well. So in my mind, I was like, wow, this is like the real deal. Skip to literally six months of like, hooking up. We're at this party. It's nearing towards graduation. I find out I got into my dream school. I'm going to be moving to the big city. And it turns out he and I are staying. both staying over at a friend's house and I'm getting nervous. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to expect from me something that obviously I want to do, but I just I don't have any experience and I'm nervous. And all the things you feel when you think you're about to have sex for the first time. Cut to it we didn't have sex. Um, You know, I was disappointed, but at the same time, it was probably the right decision because had been at a party, had been drinking. It was not the right time, not the right deal. Cut to a week later of us not having sex and that possibly being his expectation of me. He tells me he doesn't want to see me anymore. So he tells me this over text. as well and i'm literally it's like a random tuesday i don't know i'm sitting on the couch watching masterchef or something when i find this out and i'm just like what the heck starts crying obviously embarrassing in front of my parents and they're like what's going on i'm like i literally can't talk about it because i don't want to talk about it to my parents about like how this guy was going to have sex with me i was going to lose my virginity and then suddenly he's like no because you didn't want to do it um bit awkward Uh, and then he was like, you don't think this hurts me as well. I remember this to a T because I think like it has deeply affected my trust issues that badly. Don't worry. I do speak to therapists about this. Don't worry about that. But (laughs) like, you know, it made me lose a lot of trust in men thinking if I don't do what they want me to do, they're going to just leave me. So for this reason, I do qualify this as an experience of heartbreak because leading up to it, I had been vulnerable with a guy in ways that I'd never had been before, had been physically and mentally and emotionally preparing myself for something that had made me nervous and scared, and I was putting all my trust in him to make me feel safe in a vulnerable situation, and it had taken such a buildup of six months of developing this trust in this person and thinking they care about me enough to make my first time feel special and make me feel like I'm cared for and wanted only for it to just be like, well, you haven't done it for me. So you're in the bin. Bye. And that was really heartbreaking feeling like I'd done all of this work and put in all this time to try and fit in with the crowd that I wanted to fit in with and to be seen as like a cool girl who. You know, people knew was hooking up with this guy. And I suddenly had a reputation for like, you know, hooking up with the one person. But also it was like, she's fun. She's loose. She's like all the things that you want a high school party girl to be. And it wasn't really who I am and it wasn't true to who I am. So afterwards, I was heartbroken about the fact that I'd lost myself along the way whilst putting trust in somebody who broke my trust. And broke my self-esteem. So naturally, it took a long time to rebuild trust in people who I let in. Um, Which I also think makes my current relationship that much more special. Because it just felt natural with him from the get-go. It didn't feel like he had to break down any walls. We could just be honest with each other. And I knew he was being honest with me. And I think that's the difference when it comes to finding somebody who is genuine with their feelings. And... Of course, like, oh, my God, God forbid he ever breaks up with me because that will be, like, probably one of my biggest heartbreaks. Babe, if you're listening, yeah, take note. Anyway, but you know what I mean? Like, it was a heartbreak without it being romantic, and that is possible for when you're young and you think you're falling in love or you think you're falling in lust and it doesn't work out. So what I think can be learned from this is... Making sure that whoever you're with, may it be a sexual partner or a romantic relationship, even a platonic partner, is setting boundaries for yourself, knowing when something doesn't feel right, knowing when you aren't being true to yourself. And I can't make that key enough. You can't enter anything like that without being true to yourself because you. It's one thing for somebody to break your heart, but it's absolutely another thing to break your own heart. And I think that was what was the key takeaway from this experience for me is that not only did he break my trust, but I broke myself along the way, bending over backwards for somebody whose feelings were ingenuine. And at the end of the day, the most important love you can have is the love you have for yourself. And You don't want to be putting in the work your entire life. Oh my God, my phone going off. Hi, Ash McDonald on Snapchat. What I'm trying to say is you can't spend your whole life putting together the pieces that somebody has broken apart. And you definitely don't want to spend your entire life piecing yourself together after you've broken your own heart. So start now in making the best relationship you can with yourself and within yourself. Put yourself first. Start thinking, is this something I want? Is this relationship with this person genuinely beneficial to me and my mental well-being? And am I being 100% true to who I am? And do I really believe that this person is also being 100% true to who they are. And I think once you lay those ground, like, foundations, it is much easier to then learn from experience and also build upon relationships in the future. And then it'll also stop you from having to experience so much heartbreak because you know who you are at the end of the day. And if somebody is going to try and tear you down, and break your heart, it'll be much harder for them because you have a such a strong will and knowledge of who you are. Okay. So I think we're going to leave it there today. So we got really deep and this was a very long episode. So I apologize, but I think it did that you into my life a little bit more. And it showed you some of the experiences that maybe have made me a bit more of a hot mess. Um, but it's also been a very big learning experience for me. And I hope you guys took on some of my thoughts along the way about how to mend a broken heart and how to stop yourself from feeling heartbroken in the future. Of course, if you're going through a heartbreak right now, know that you're not alone and you're still loved and you're still a lovable person and there will always be somebody in your corner and you need to believe in yourself as well. All right, so we're going to leave it there today. I love you all and I hope you're having A messy but fun weekend as well. All right, I'll see you next week. Bye.